0: 702 presents the Locked and Down podcast with Cindy Paluta in association with the South African Depression and Anxiety Group because help is at hand.
1: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening from me, Cindy Paluta, to everyone listening to this Locked and Down podcast right now. There's no doubt and many of us know this, the majority of us eat when we're bored a lot of people are posting all this delicious food and trying out all these new recipes during this national lockdown all over social media. And with you know takeaway places being closed and restaurants being closed, it's been great to watch you all being creative and amazing in your kitchen. But for some people out there, eating can sometimes be a tool to cope with anxiety and stress or feeling overwhelmed. And sometimes we find ourselves eating for the wrong reasons, which can be a very dangerous space. So today on the podcast, I'm Joined by mindful eating and life coach, Zenia Iotis. Thank you so much for joining me today, Zenia.
0: Hi, Cindy. Thank you for inviting me. And it's great to be here.
1: So you reached out to me because on this podcast, I've asked people for suggestions on what we should and shouldn't be covering in this 21 day um, lockdown. You actually reached out and said, hang on a sec, we need to cover the topic of emotional eating. And as somebody who's never struggled with emotional eating, or perhaps I do, I just haven't actually managed to put my finger on it. I thought, what a great topic. So what exactly is emotional eating? And you know, what Does it look like?
0: Emotional eating looks like, well, it can look like a number of things. It's eating mindlessly, unconsciously, all day long. So that's kind of like snacking, grazing, like a lot of non hunger eating. And when you're sitting in front of the TV and you're eating a packet of chips or popcorn, And before you know it, the bag is finished and you don't know where it's gone. It's also binge eating. So for classic emotional eating, binge eating looks like eating a large volume of food in a short space of time. And binge eating really is in response to very difficult emotions. And it serves us in that it helps to numb emotions, whereas mindless eating and that constant grazing and snacking is really a distraction. So you've got binge eating, you've got mindless eating, you've got that grazing and snacking all day, but you've also, you know, for some people, it's sitting down for breakfast, lunch or dinner and eating way more than they normally do. Or at this time, it's eating foods that you don't regularly eat. So Oh, you know, we must also say that for some people, it's not eating and it's restricting because that restriction gives you a sense of control in a world where we're sensing that right now we don't have control. So there's overeating on the one hand to kind of distract ourselves and undereating. So
1: now I've got a lot of people probably listening to this podcast right now going, oh no, my child is definitely an emotional eater because they're sitting there the whole time in front of the grocery cupboard saying, I'm hungry and you've just fed them. Is that emotional eating? As parents, should we be
0: worried about that? You know, I would say no. I wouldn't worry about it right now because we are in living such an unusual time. And... If you think about it, food plays such an important role in our lives. When we were babies, our caregivers, our mothers, when we would cry, the first thing that they would do is offer us milk. So food has always played a role in terms of comforting us, soothing us. We celebrate with food. We mourn with food. We reward with food. So it plays an important role. So when your child is in front of the cupboard straight after lunch, well, then there's something else going on. And, well, I think in most cases it might be boredom. Right now things are really challenging. We're stuck at home. And we're not getting the same stimulation, the same activities that we we're doing prior to lockdown. So the only escape we really have, well, one of the few escapes is food. And for some of us it's available, for others it's not and that, you know, that's a whole other different challenge. But for those of us that food is available, it's something that we're turning to to soothe our stress, our anxiety, our overwhelm, our fear, and the different emotions that are coming up right now.
1: As a mindful eating and life coach, I mean, you're constantly in consultation with people at the moment. And I guess that's the privilege of your job is that you can consult online via Zoom or via WhatsApp or whatever it is that you need to speak to your clients. And what are the right. themes that are coming through, the specific challenges of for them for eating during lockdown? Because also, you know, it takes 21 days to form a habit, and we've been in lockdown for 21 days. So you, you might come out of this with people who now develop bad eating habits as a result of lockdown.
0: So there are a couple of things that come up at the moment. The one and is really dealing with the enormity of the situation. Dealing with fear, anxiety, you know, the different ways that people respond to a crisis, you know, it's fight, flight or freeze. So you've got some people who are super productive doing things busy as a coping tool. The other people who are stuck And they just can barely get out of bed, and so people respond to a crisis like this in different ways. So that is the one thing: is just getting people to understand that you cannot use the same standards that you were using prior to lockdown in this time, and to acknowledge the suffering in the world and the difficulty that we are experiencing working from home, not having um, some of our needs met, like the need for certainty, the need for connection, the need for variety variety and being out there. So there are some needs that are not being being met. So food right now is a way to meet those needs. So people who prior to lockdown had eating challenges, it's just aggravated it even more. And then you have people who didn't have eating challenges before lockdown. Who are finding themselves overeating or eating when they're bored? So that you know, just finding coping tools to to deal with this and to make sense of what's going on is what's coming up. Um, the other thing is a lot of guilt. You know, I have clients in the UK, America, um, all over the world, but the South African. A lot of the South African clients are feeling a lot of guilt that they have access to food and yet they are, in a way, using food to soothe themselves when there are so many people who don't have food. And then, of course, there's a very prominent theme and that is the fear of gaining weight. And that is not made easier but what's, by what's going on um, on social media and on WhatsApp with these videos and memes going around, you know, pre-lockdown bodies and post-lockdown bodies. That is, it's, it's not useful at all because it's shaming to people in larger bodies and it instills fearing people that they're going to gain weight during lockdown.
1: You know, and I think a lot of people, I mean, we know this through society and what society says is normal. Is, a, is an in-shape body. So it, it can be an extremely stressful time for some people who do, as you say, struggle on an average day to remain sh- in shape. What are the coping tools for emotional eating in general and emotional eating during lockdown? Because now okay, we have to so, speak about two very different times because there yes, was there absolutely. was that time we had the normal and now there's lockdown, which is just a new normal.
0: Yeah, so I would say coping tools for when we're not in lockdown There are some overlaps, but it's find other things that you can do. The choices that available to us during lockdown are limited. So having your needs met. You know, the perception out there is when you eat emotionally, when you overeat, it's a sign of weak. It's a sign of lack of willpower, lack of control. But that is not true. So the worst possible thing you can do during lockdown is to go on a diet because you are already in some kind of restriction. And now you're placing further restrictions on you by saying, I can't eat carbs, I can't eat sugar, I can't eat whatever. And so that doesn't help the situation because that. Deprivation factor is going to lead you to eat more, and coupled with that comes shame and guilt. So because we always want diet, what
1: we can't have, yeah, we always, exactly. we always, you know, whatever we tell we tell ourselves, we we're not allowed. That is what we want. But also, a lot of people yeah. are going to love you for saying that we can't go on a diet during lockdown. Just saying.
0: <laughs> yes. I, have whole, I have a non-diet approach, an anti. I believe, and there's research to prove it, that diets don't work. In fact, research shows that 95% of people who go on diet gain the weight back plus more. And the people, the, the 5% who keep the weight off do it through hypervigilance. So diets don't work. It's futile. And in times of distress like this, you kind of depriving yourself or restricting yourself and saying, I shouldn't eat certain things, going to be very difficult to stick to that. So... Yeah, let's come back to coping tools. So the one thing is, let's not judge ourselves. Number one, those of us who are overeating, binge eating, mindless eating, really—the reason we're doing this is to cope, to cope in difficult times. It's a way we haven't been taught. Well, most of us haven't been taught how to deal with emotions. We've been taught to be happy all the time. But right now, we're faced with death. We're faced with crisis. So. It's not appropriate to be happy. We are going to be feeling a whole lot of emotions. So if you need to eat to cope, then do it. But do it with awareness. You know, emotional eating isn't this evil thing. It's, it can be a legitimate coping tool. But try and avoid it being overeating to the point that you feel like you're in pain. So recognize what you're feeling, maybe label it and say, oh, I'm feeling anxious now. I'm feeling stressed and say, okay, well, I'm going to eat this cake to make me feel better and try not go into, oh, well, I've blown it now, but just to enjoy the cake. And the minute you feel that relief that the cake brings, then maybe stop eating. So that is one way. So actually to give yourself permission to eat, to cope. Then other things are breathing. So just doing, taking deep breaths helps, you know, release anxiety, doing some online yoga, meditation, prayer, all of those things help us in difficult times. And also understanding what is the unmet need? Am I needing stress relief? Am I needing relaxation? Am I needing to move? am i needing connection
1: am i needing time. to congratulate myself for getting through this hard time and well exactly. i deserve it yes. i deserve it because yeah. while well, i'm yes. working during this hard time so i deserve you know 10 fish yeah. fingers for lunch or <laughs> you know i i've i'm in lockdown and i'm doing I mean, i'm being such a great human so i deserve this you know yes. the whole chocolate cake
0: yeah so that deserve that plays up pre lockdown and during lockdown And really, what is it that you truly deserve? And yeah, reward yourself with a cake. But I always find that when we reward ourselves with food, it's kind of justifying it. Why do you need to justify it? If you feel like the cake, just eat it. Don't I read, say I deserve
1: it. I read a great line that said, don't reward yourself with food. You're not a dog.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought so, that was fabulous.
1: And also now with lockdown, people have stockpiled. So you've got all yeah. this extra food. And I don't know, I'm, I, you know, and generally the, the memes come around after Easter, but it's kind of like, Had too much chocolate. Will go on diet on you know on after Tuesday or whatever. But got to eat all the chocolate in the house first. And unfortunately, I think that's the problem for a lot of people. Is you've got all this excess sitting around the house. You almost feel like you need to eat through it because it's there, as opposed to pacing yourself.
0: Yeah. So one of the big triggers for people is eating because it's there. Eating because you don't want to waste it. Eating it because other people are eating. And really, there's no rush. If you are saying to yourself, well, I'm just going to eat it and then I'm just going to watch what I'm going to eat after lockdown, that's going to be very tricky because you're going to be eating your way right through lockdown and possibly even beyond. So I always suggest to my clients is, is, you know, are you hungry? If you are hungry, what do you feel like eating? And right now, because a lot of our pleasures have been taken away, one of the few pleasures left is. Food. So do have pleasurable food. So try and blend it. Don't judge yourself for eating cake or eating chocolate and be careful of going into that all or nothing thinking. Oh well, I might as well carry on and finish it until you know we go back to normal again. Try and connect. Listen to your hunger. And if you're not hungry and you're turning to food, then get curious and ask yourself, well, what else? What would be better than food right now? What is it that I'm needing right now? Um, If you can find distractions, go for it. You know, something that can alleviate the boredom, alleviate the stress. What I've also noticed with many clients is procrastination. And it's having to do a difficult task at work or write an article. And then it's a case of, oh, let me just go and make myself some tea and get some rusks or something, and then I'll come back to it. So that's also a bit of a theme right now.
1: As we wrap up towards the end of this podcast, if you could give one main message for people listening out there around eating, what is something that you say that people will
0: know, oh, that's M? Be kind to yourself. Practice compassion. You're not eating because you're weak you're not eating because you lack discipline or willpower. The reason you're eating is to cope. And judging yourself, beating yourself up isn't going to work. It just causes feelings of shame and guilt. So treat yourself with kindness. Really, this is a difficult time. Don't underestimate that. Yeah, so it's, it's so really beautiful. That
1: is that is awesome. That is so so cool. <laughs> um, if people want to get a hold of you um, through this, maybe they th- feel they've got a problem, they don't know who to turn to, and they would maybe like to get hold of you. Is there a way that they can?
0: Yes, um, my website, The Art of Mindful Eating, or Zen and the Art of Mindful Eating. Or my email is zen, spelled X-E-N, at com And yeah, they're welcome to get hold of me. I've also created a 21-day mindful, um, mindful eating moments for challenging times, and that's free. And that's uh, on your website. Can, yes, people can sign up for that. I've got a lot of free content on my website. So people can sign up for the mindful eating moments. It's an email every day just to support you, give you a little tip, um, so that is available to everybody. And yeah, feel free to to reach out.
1: Thank you very much. And thank you for your time today on my podcast. And just a reminder for everybody listening, if you are feeling overwhelmed, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group is available 24 hours a day during lockdown. They're on 0800-456-789. From me, Cindy Paluta, as always, thank you for listening. Use this time during lockdown to nourish your body and your mind. Stay positive, stay patient, and show. Compassion.
0: help is at hand during this lockdown call sadag between 8 a.m to 8 p.m on 0800 567 789 or visit sadag.org before it's too late for more episodes of the locked and down podcast visit lifepodcasts.fm